This show is broadcasting from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. Tee-hee-hee-hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like those get more entertaining yeah. the more shows that get recorded. Yes. No I'm relation shaking to my head at you. I'm shaking my head at you in derision right now. <laughs> And uh, we have we have two yes, guests. Yes, we have two guests for this show. Even though Deb is going to be our lead historian today, uh, so there's which that. is unfortunate for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think you always undercut. You're good at this. Is much, and even though we'll you get say. mad at Trico for getting you into all this history stuff, <laughs> you're actually Damn good it, at it. <laughs> you got me learning about the Nazis. <laughs> so we have Calvin and Dave in the studio today. Yes. Hi guys. Hello. What up, though? <laughs> All right, so uh, so we're, we're, I have you all gathered here today to uh, talk about our Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard the good news? Yes. When you're done with that, I'd like to sell you guys some Amway. <laughs> yes. Would you like to buy toilet paper from yourself? Yes. I've got a great knife set you should yes. check out. I also uh, I'd like to talk to you about a wonderful opportunity on a timeshare. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, I'm going to be the uh, lead historian this week. And uh, as we continue our uh, February Black History Month tribute, uh, I'm going to talk about George Washington Carver, the the peanut man himself, which, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and before we get into it. Yes, we've always got to do our, our shot. Our customary shot, and this yes. is to the peanut. Wait, was man. he the plant? Was he the planter's peanut guy? Yes, is that his name. George yeah, Monocle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a monocle yes. and a top hat. Yes, yeah, you didn't know the peanut guy was black. I had no idea. <laughs> I just thought he was a How peanut. How do you not know this? <laughs> I think peanuts a racial slur now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm kidding. Uh, any, anyway, let's uh, do this. Cheers. We haven't even had our shot yet. Let's do this. All right, cheers, cheers guys. All right. <clears throat> oh man, D- did you get that pineapple uh, in your lung? That pineapple is so good. <sighs> Ladies. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if you're leaning closer, pineapple. Yeah. Damn, we had that Crown Royal. I always say, God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's got that like, sweet. It's, it, that tastes yeah. pretty sweet. It's actually really yeah. good. And then ours is just like, it's like fire in your you, mouth. The whiskey yeah, yeah. is like, you have fire in my soul. I'm like, my soul, <laughs> your soul is on fire. Your soul is mine. Finish him. <laughs> That's that kind of whiskey. I did put the, yeah. uh, the pepper vodka in the freezer, so that'll be ready for the next show. Okay. Oh, All right. Nice. The nice. pepper vodka. trying to ruin my day. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last time somebody drank the pepper vodka, wasn't it, was it you? Yes. And you were like, like no, no. <laughs> Hard try pass. anything three times. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can't just try it once because maybe that one time is a fluke. Maybe the second time. Yeah, three times is good. I like that. Maybe, maybe. Once times, three times a lady. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not here. All right. George Washington Carver. Peanuts. <laughs> yes. He was, uh, so he was born into slavery in uh, 1864 uh, in Diamond, Missouri. Uh, to give some kind of background, that's three years into the Civil War. Um, so 
his his time as as a slave is 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 limited, which right. is which is good because and leads... also his time as a soldier. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Very uh, actually, yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, probably saw no combat. Yes, no. Well, <laughs> I mean, it depends <laughs> what you consider combat. <laughs> um, so while he was uh, still a baby, uh, he was kidnapped uh, with his mother and a uh, sister uh, by some pro Confederate guerrilla fighters. Uh, he was taken to Kentucky and sold to another master. Uh, the his master that he was stolen from uh, actually uh, sent out an agent to locate uh, his stolen property. Which oh God, I feel so weird saying that. Yeah, <laughs> history history is sometimes yeah. hard to talk about. Yeah. So so Moses Carver, which is where George gets his last name, uh, sends out an agent, and they're only able to find uh, George. Uh, and so, he, so he's a he's a little baby. Uh, his brother uh, was not kidnapped. Uh, so during this time, uh, Carver's wife, Susan, uh, actually ended up raising George and, and his brother. And he, they taught them to read enough to be able to to get the gist of things. Uh, while George wasn't strong enough uh, as a child, which is still this uh, this feels so awful. <laughs> he was he was uh, he was not strong enough as a child to be a field hand. Um, so Susan Carver actually taught him how to uh, tend the garden, uh, the the what they called the kitchen garden. So it was basically just your fruits and vegetables and all that that was specifically meant to be cooked for the house. Um, and, uh, she also taught him how to make simple herbal medicines at, at this time. Uh, so he was a witch. Yes. Yeah. She was a witch. A witch. <laughs> <laughs> what do we uh, know about witches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very small rocks. <laughs> they float. <laughs> uh, all the of peanuts this. float. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. If you look closely in the background of that. There's somebody throwing a, a bird up with a coconut tied yeah. around it. It's so silent. It's very quick. Anyway, Monty Python reference for yes, all of you yes. millennials who have no idea what that is. Yeah, you should get on that. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty amazing. True story. Coconuts are a tropical fruit, and this Timeless. is a temperate zone, yeah. so you know. Well, and there's a segue there. Coconuts, peanuts. There yes, we are. Yes, yeah. yes. True story. Now we're uh, back on track. So, so all of this uh, learning how to tend the garden, uh, George became fascinated with plants. He started actually experimenting with natural pesticides, fungicides, um, means to condition the soil to get better yield. Um, so you, you can kind of start to see where things are going at this point in time. Um, and he actually locally was known as the plant doctor. People would actually, like local farmers, wives would bring their their fern plant and be like, oh, my fern's dying. I don't understand why. I I can't keep it alive. Well, maybe because you're not watering it. <laughs> right. You, you lack the basic <laughs> right. skills to yeah. keep something alive. Yeah. Hey, bro, that's not a cactus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, they would bring these plants and he would nurse them back to health, uh, you know, and actually get them to the point where they looked better than when the person originally acquired the plant. Um, I just have this vision in my head of George Washington Carver going, Come back to life, <laughs> the plant whisperer. Because yeah, yeah. there's some weird people who talk to their plants right yeah. nowadays. Like he'd be yeah. that guy today, yeah. wouldn't yeah. he? Oh, yeah. yeah, they said like you know talking to them in music actually helps them to you know flourish. Flourish, yeah. Right. So. so they pulled out the gramophone back then. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my right. This song's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Flower wilts. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, so at this, at, you know, at this time, 
seeing, uh, you know, George becoming more inquisitive, wanting to, you know, learn more and more. Uh, Susan Carver actually convinces uh, her husband to enroll George into school. So uh, up until the age of 13, uh, George actually had to walk 10 miles to school uh, in uphill both ways. <laughs> yes. Nisho, Kansas, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, so and then at 13, he actually moved to uh, at first it was uh, Fort Scott and then he moved to Minneapolis, Kansas uh, to attend high school. Uh, while he was uh, living there, he actually had to work for his tuition to go to the high school there in Kansas. So he actually worked as a cook at the local hotel. He was allowed to kind of experiment and come up with his own recipes. Um, and he was he was so good, he was encouraged to actually go and enter into these local baking contests and cook-offs. Um, and he, uh, he did actually, I think, win a couple of, of those local, even though they were probably like, well, you know, it's pretty good for who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was the tone back then. Yeah, I was going to say, I like how you worded yeah. that because you didn't want to sound terrible. Right, again. yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's going to get terrible. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm just, just going to go out uh, on a limb here as the black guy on, yeah. on this uh, particular episode. You don't have to apologize anymore. <laughs> Shit was terrible back yes, then. Yes, Just just go with it. Yeah. It's not like you did like, the terrible right, stuff. Yeah, I feel yes. like Dev's like, I am so sorry for what I have to say next. <laughs> I'm so, I'm it's so all right. It, 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 it's okay. All I right. know you don't feel like right. the people felt back then. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I have Dave had private conversations another person with under the bus. <laughs> We're not talking about you, Dave. <laughs> well, we all know. Yes. Fla yeah. Flashpoint three years ago. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not my fault. <laughs> so George, George, uh, graduates in 1880 and decides he's going to go to college. Uh, he first applies to Highland Presbyterian College in, uh, I believe that's in Kansas. Good as well. religious people, open minded. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, very, sure. very <laughs> open minded. Uh, they were super impressed by the essay that he uh, that he had written to be selected to attend college, um, and he was actually awarded a full ride scholarship to the school. Yeah. Then he showed up the first day, and they're like, "Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta go." <laughs> uh, very, oh um, yeah. was it Blazing Saddles? The new sheriff is <laughs> yes. a one. Yes, very, very, very much so. Yeah, yep. He, uh, <laughs> it's very, very much so. So he, you know, somebody's uh, like, "Who let this happen?" <laughs> yeah, <Right>. Chad, <laughs> Chad. <laughs> I don't know why his name's Chad. I could see them pulling up the paperwork. His name's George. That doesn't. This is not. This well, it's sense. just like every middle aged white woman is Becky. So with the good hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Beyonce. So, so after, after being. So, so that did not go well. Yes, it did not go well. So after being turned away uh, for the next few years uh, before finally finding another college, he had to work odd jobs. Uh, he became a homesteader in Kansas. He worked a little while as a ranch hand in New Mexico. Uh, he traveled around as a railroad worker in several places. And uh, this whole time while he's working these jobs, he's actually sa he was saving his money and kept applying to these colleges. And uh, eight years after graduating high school, he f was finally admitted to Simpson College in Indiana or Indiola, excuse me, Iowa. Uh, as the Simpsons <laughs> <Yes>. college. <laughs> yes. Uh, and actually, he was the first black student admitted to Simpson College. Um, he initially started studying art and piano, 
uh, because he figured he was going to become a become a teacher at the time. So that was apparently part of the, the the stuff is he had to learn how to direct an art class, which like if you're going to be a science teacher, why would you need to know art? That makes no sense. <laughs> if you're going to be a scientist, why you got to take an art class? Right. right yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so, and, and, but I actually, never understood as a history major why I needed to know math. <laughs> yeah, this is this right. Is true. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but luckily, uh, during one of these art classes that he had to take for his teaching degree at a bud, uh, started to encourage him to apply to Iowa state agri- uh, agricultural school, which eventually becomes Iowa state university, um, because of when he was painting these plants and flowers and whatnot, he had incredible attention to detail. So her, she was encouraging him to go study, uh, go study botany. Uh, just based off of his ability to paint plants. I don't know how that translates, but his ability... That is a great picture of a plant. Yeah. I bet you could sing a plant back to life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Grab your gramophone if you yes. can't sing. <laughs> so uh, so George follows uh, Etta's uh, suggestion and applies to uh, Iowa State Agricultural School and uh, is accepted. And also becomes the first black student uh, to ex- to be an awarded uh, bachelor's of science from the school in 1894. Uh, he w- he actually had so impressed the school uh, that they wanted him to stay on as a uh, facility head and uh, earn his master's degree from the school. Gotta gotta flip. My I know notes. you got a lot of notes, man. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Good for so, you, Deb. Yes. <laughs> It's, it took me. You know, I heard the paper like, shuffling. I yes. like. I like the special. I saw it as well. Yeah. I'm in the room, everybody. Yes. But I love the special effects this is, of the paper this is, shuffling. Uh, this is in case you missed the every four minute disclaimer, there is a black man in the room yes. for this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let my voice confuse you. I know some of you are confused. Right so, so George stays on. Um, he's given the position of uh, director of the Iowa State Experimental Station. Um, and during this time, while he's earning his master's degree and heading up this department, he actually discovers two types of plant f- uh, fungi that are named in his honor. Uh, I could find the one, but I couldn't find Were the other. Were they already named in his honor when he discovered them? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, it's, you know, it's like Lou Gehrig's disease. How did he not see that coming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to suck that that's his legacy, yeah. by the way. Great baseball player. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Never missed a game until you know uh, that, yeah, until happened. that happened. That happened in Detroit, by the way. Anyhow, yeah. So go on. Uh, so it was during this time uh, that he actually started toying with the idea of crop rotation, which I think everybody in school kind of learns about. You know, other than the peanut thing. You know, like oh, he established that you can't grow corn in the same place for over too, yeah, and too, over too long. And yes. Over. <laughs> um, so you know, he starts, he, but he starts using soybeans at the time because that was. Kind of, you know, it was a, a big enough cash crop that people could be like, oh, okay, I could see. Wait, was he a vegan? This. Yes. Because there's a, there's a big thing on Facebook that if, if you do anything with soy and you're not a vegan, you're culturally appropriating that stuff. <laughs> oh, of my God. Of course. I'm just, I, yeah. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> no comment. Uh, I just, I just, like, <laughs> face palm. Give us yeah. our day in the sun, man. <laughs> But so, not too long because yes. the crops won't grow again. Right? So. <laughs> uh, so while George is, uh, you know, discovering th- these plant fungi and making a name for himself, um, you know, it's pretty apparent that he's he's not going to go anywhere in this job because he's he's still a black man in a white 
ruled society. Um, you know, there was a couple of comments saying like, oh, had he, you know, had he been white, he would have been a full, full director of, at the school. He wouldn't have just been like this one little section, but he also wasn't great with, uh, the politics of school. Um, and you, you kind of find that out when, uh, once he starts to go work for Booker T. Washington at the Tuskegee Normal and Industrial Institute, which eventually becomes uh, the Tuskegee, or becomes Tuskegee University, or yep. is it university? Yeah, just yeah. It's so much easier to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Booker T. Uh, offers George uh, a position at at Tuskegee. I'm sorry, I hear Booker T. and all I can think of is Booker five, T. Five, five times, time, five times, five times, yeah. five times. Yeah. <laughs> when I had dreads, that's what I was called was yeah. Booker T. So seriously, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Booker. Booker T. Washington <laughs> uh, wrote wrote this letter. BTW. Yeah, <laughs> wrote him. Wrote Carver a letter. Said, "Look, I I can't offer you fame. I can't offer you fortune. Um, if you stay where you're at, you're eventually going to get that. No matter where you go, you're go, you're going to get those things. Um, but basically, all I can offer you is $125 a month and a two room living quarters, which." For what was available, you know, this was a significant pay cut from where he was currently working. And uh, but he was getting like the Taj Mahal of living quarters for people at the Tuskegee and Institute. significantly less burning crosses on his yes, lawn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we had that going. Yeah. It's, it's a, a bonus. bonus. Yeah. yeah. So pay cut. But yes. George, uh, so uh, Carver earns his master's degree from Iowa and uh, immediately goes to Tuskegee and, and takes a job. Uh, he heads up the agricultural department uh, at at the all-black staff school. Uh, he ran the department from 1896 to 1915. Uh, his most significant agricultural inventions uh, were discovered and refined here, even though he and uh, Booker T. Washington had clashed several times on how he was running the department. He he just was not good at the politics of the school at the time. And he actually was kind of working in Booker T. Washington's, I, I got to say the Washington now, because now you've got me thinking about <laughs> yep, Booker T. sorry. <laughs> um, Five time. Yeah, he was, so he's, he's working in the shadow of, of, you know, Booker T. Washington, who goes on to do all these amazing things and, and whatnot. But uh, we, you know, he... Uh, Excuse me. <clears throat> so while Carver is at at the department and he's running the the, the test fields, he uh, perfects crop rotation. Um, he tested peanuts, soybeans, sweet potatoes, cow peas, and other plants that are well known for nitrogen fixing bacteria, which is basically what cotton is taking out of uh, taking out of the ground, and that's why crops were dying everywhere and sharecroppers were having a hard time making a living. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he uh, so he settled on peanuts uh, as the ideal crop because it was cheap, uh, it was easy to grow, and offered a good deal of protein uh, for you know for what you were getting, and uh, it displayed the best nitrogen fixing properties. Uh, all his all of his research at the time, and part of the reason why he took the job at Tuskegee was to help uh, poor black sharecroppers pay off debts and uh, rise up out of poverty. So at the time, obvious you know they weren't allowed to own land. This is shortly, you know, this is not that long after the Civil War, uh, you know, so the South basically just owned all by white people. That's all there was. <laughs> and uh, so no. these black sharecroppers would go around, get the property, um, and then they would basically be back 
to being slaves because they were indebted so far that they just couldn't get away. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that was purely coincidental. Yes. Mm, doesn't sound anything like 2018. Yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, so all of so all of this, it, George is just trying to figure out a way. Like, how can I help? How can I help people rise up and and become, you know, get to a point where they don't have to be beholden to an, an owner again? And uh, <clears throat> so. So as part of this, he actually invents the the Jessup wagon, um, which is, was named after uh, Morris K. Jessup, uh, the New York fi- uh, financer that actually funded the development of this project. And uh, the Jessup wagon is basically uh, a classroom on wheels, a classroom and laboratory on wheels. So you'd actually go to the, pro- the these properties and show people like, hey, you know, if you take this clay from this area, you can make these colored pigment uh, dyes and whatnot. And then, hey, if you take these plants here, put them in the field that you're currently growing on, grow them for a cycle, and then grow cotton again, then it will be, you'll get a bigger a bigger haul. Um, See, that's interesting to me because in downtown Detroit this past summer, there was an organization that literally had a mobile classroom. Yep. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that, I mean, I knew all, I know all, right. black people know all about George Washington Carver and Peanuts. Right, right. We don't know about the the mobile classroom thing. Right, so yeah. black people, let's get on that. Come on, mobile <laughs> classrooms. But I think that's really cool yeah. because I'm literally in a mobile classroom and it's invented by someone who I esteem and I had no idea that he had anything yep. to do with that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so... So the this, the the whole point was he would go like I said he would go and he would show uh, you know the sharecroppers how to use native clays to make paints, uh, how to increase soil productivity without high cost chemical fertilizers, um, and how to actually do this crop rotation and, and implement it such that you you don't deplete the soil to the point um, where you're getting erosion and your crops are dying because they just can't survive in that in that uh, area. Um, while farmers loved his, his crop rotation and the, the, the amount of cotton and corn and whatnot that they could get off the soil after they did the crop rotation, uh, peanuts weren't in high demand at the time. They were, they were a cheap throwaway crop. So these farmers are harvesting peanuts and they're going to storehouses and, and rotting because nobody wants anything to do with them. Um, so That's just sad. I'm thinking of all those sad peanuts that I didn't get to eat. Yeah. They're all like, nobody knows. Space balls. Yeah. Well, space balls, but I was, I was anthropomorphizing the peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so unused. Nobody yes. knows. Um, so, so Carver hears these complaints, um, and he go, he immediately goes back to, uh, to his lab, uh, at Tuskegee and keep in mind, like as he's trying to do all this teaching, He's getting less and less at the school, and it eventually leads to him leaving altogether. But uh, you know, so he so he goes back, um, and he manages to find three hundred different uses for peanuts. Now, most people probably think he invented peanut butter, which he he didn't. You know, it's just that he made it popular for use. Um, so he was the apple of his day, he, yes. right? Yes. He didn't invent it, <laughs> right? But yeah. yeah, so so he developed. Uh, this a, is the best peanut butter yes. you will ever have. Yeah. We are sorry we sold you last year's peanut butter. <laughs> this peanut butter is yes. ten. Peanut butter eight this is, yeah. is way better. Welcome to peanut, peanut butter, butter seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so part of, so part of these developments is uh, you know, he he comes up with a, a bunch of different 
uh, recipes <clears throat> to improve health uh, of the farmers. Um, so peanut soup, cookies, candy, uh, peanut oil, peanut milk, peanut uh, a soup? peanut. Yes. Uh, a peanut coffee knock alternative. It, man. Black people love peanut soup. Every Thanksgiving, we have peanut soup. You know really? that? I'm fucking kidding with you. I was really skeptical. Really? That sounds disgusting as hell. Yeah, I was going to say, peanut soup you, just you, sounds foul across yeah. the board, but okay. Uh, so uh, he, he comes up with a uh, peanut coffee alternative. So you basically roast the peanuts, grind them up like you would coffee, do the drip thing, and it makes a passable coffee. It just doesn't have I any like, caffeine. I, like I feel yeah, like a bunch of white girls in the suburbs would love that if <laughs> yes. Starbucks released it. Yes. Forget yeah. pumpkin spice girls. Here's peanut this, spice. This February, <laughs> look for peanut coffee. <laughs> well, only during Black History Month because yes. George Washington. Well, yeah. right. <laughs> that, that's exactly what Starbucks oh would do. God. It's trying racist, but really good marketing. Yeah. the Beckys, you know. Yeah. True Got story. Right? Yeah. Uh, he made a mock fried chicken which uh, was actually... Which no black person accepted. We're like, hey, George, get your act There's together. There's a line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you crossed that shit. The, the, uh, the mock chicken is actually... You, use the, you crush up the peanuts. You use it as the breading on sweet potato wedges. And you make... Fried chicken. Shaking my, I am shaking <laughs> my head. Yeah, that I'm was shaking my head at George right now. Yeah. I mean, he tried. Like, it's cool that he tried a bunch of stuff. Right. Like, Wait, he was what trying year to make was this? Viable. What year was this again? Uh, sometime in the late 1800s, early 1900s. See, I could excuse it if it was during Depression era America. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's that's Reconstruction it's, America. I'll let it go. Yeah, I'll yeah. let it go. I'll let it go. Um, and also, obviously, like flour. And then the the one that I found interesting was cheese, like a Peanut, peanut cheese. cheese? Yeah. Okay. I don't they know do, how that works. They actually do now, like a lot of like cashew cheeses okay. for like vegans and stuff like I that. I mean, I guess you you know you get almond milk and yeah. All and that. apparently, I, feel like I should just go stand at my 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 local Aldi's and when someone gets peanut cheese, I'll just be like, hey, thank a black guy. <laughs> yes. Hey you. Hey you. You, 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 you right there. Yeah. You getting peanut cheese? Thank a black guy. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like I said uh, before, uh, Carver didn't actually invent peanut butter. It had been around since. The, Incans, they had a proto-peanut butter. Also brown um, people. <laughs> yes. Uh, in 1884, uh, Canadian Marcellus Gilmore Edson actually invent, uh, invented and patented uh, a peanut butter or a peanut-based paste uh, food alternative. Um, in 1895, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg patented a method for making peanut butter from raw peanuts. And in 1903, Dr. Ambrose uh, Straub patented, patented a peanut butter making machine. Um, and George George actually isn't well known for patenting a lot of his things. It, everything was like, I'm just going to get this out there so people can use it. He only en ends up ever patenting three things. Um, stains and dyes, cosmetic cold creams, and uh, and paint. Uh, from what he discovered from all of his was, peanut, was it was it peanut paint? Uh, yes, it was actually a peanut-based paint using peanut oil as <laughs> you, the base. You thought you were making a joke, but was, it was for real. I was yeah. really hoping that, that was you were historically accurate just now on accident. <laughs> Who knew? Yes, yes. <laughs> I know. Coming from Dave, we you don't. I know, expect right? That. He's all about computers yeah. and stuff, but occasionally he gets yes. history right. Yes, so <laughs> you should put that on your resume. <laughs> I so occasionally get history right. Created <laughs> IT, occasionally write a history. <laughs> so some of the other things he developed uh, were animal feeds, uh, peanut-based colorants, uh, peanut paper products, 
which I did not know. Like uh, you could use the peanut plant to make uh, white paper uh, and newsprint paper. Uh, you could use like the, the shell. Yeah. yeah, you can use the shells to make uh, heavy duty craft paper. And actually, mm. uh, he came up with a way to use the peanut skin to make uh, like a more rough type paper. Because you know we need all these kinds yeah. of paper. Yeah, very important. Um, and then you know some other things like soap. Axle grease. I wonder if, if those would have caught on, would we be more or less likely to have all the peanut allergies in school these days? I don't know. A lot of that has to do with pesticides. But yeah. I got I to gotta wonder about someone like George Washington Carver because it's got to suck to be in a world that... In a world. In a world. <laughs> it's got to suck to be in a world where you were looked down on because of the color of your skin, but you were simultaneously... The smartest guy in the room. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I also wonder if he's like, when he's looking at a peanut, he's like, hmm. <laughs> I see paper. <laughs> I might see. have just been crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, this yeah. guy was genius. There's a yeah, very fine yeah. line between genius and crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah sure. so, <laughs> like a beautiful mind and, and yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. He might have been nerdy, but I don't think anybody thought George Washington Carver was crazy. Right, right. There, there's no historical documents. I'm sure they did when this. he showed up at that first college. And they're probably like, hey, yeah. George, crazy. we do not need fucking peanut paper. <laughs> Holy shit, peanut paper never tears. This is the greatest stuff ever. And you can snack on it. I was saying, yeah. If you get lost at sea and you have some of it in your pocket, you're yeah. good to go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, John, stop eating the map. <laughs> on the map, on the map, on the map. I'm, no, I was like... So in 1914, uh, there was a boll weevil outbreak that uh, ended up decimating the cotton crop. Those damn weevils. Yeah. Black um, people everywhere rejoice. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck cotton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we cool, boll weevils. Yeah. We cool. <laughs> which, uh, actually, which actually, Jesus. <laughs> It actually made these other alternatives uh, uses for peanuts actually uh, more of a cash crop to explore. So see, then then he was sitting back laughing, and oh yeah, now who's laughing about <laughs> yeah, peanuts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wish you'd gotten on this trend, right? Uh, uh, right. Yeah. So uh, so not they known were... George Washington Carver released the bull <laughs> Yes. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Go out there and be someone. <laughs> So, so, uh, so this, you know, boll weevil outbreak, uh, they ended up, you know, more people started growing peanuts. Uh, it helped renew the severely depleted land, uh, from years of cotton farming. And eventually by 1940, uh, peanuts became the sixth leading crop in the U S and the second leading cash crop in the South. Um, <clears throat> so I think, you know, going through school, everybody knows George Washington Carver yeah. as as the peanut man. Um, but he didn't actually become known really. He didn't really get that moniker until uh, January 1921 um, when he went before a congressional hearing about a peanut tariff um, that the uh, Association for Peanut Growers, I can't remember what the name of it is, and I didn't write it down. Um, but they were like, they had talked to him. They were so impressed with the the research and what he had done for uh, for sharecroppers that uh, they were like, "Hey, look, you know, we have this uh, this new industry. We need you to come to Congress and talk on our behalf to in, uh, institute a tariff on peanut products coming into the United States." So so he agreed, um, but the meeting didn't go well because, uh, well, you know, he's a black man in front of a bunch of white old guys, rich old white dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But he ended up gaining the respect of the representatives by actually going through and, and talking about all the different uh, uses that he had come up with for peanuts. And like, so basically they started seeing the, the money on the wall, essentially like, oh yeah, we can, we can make a shit ton of money off right. of this. We're a bunch of old white rich dudes. We can this, be We like richer. making money. Yeah. Um, so they actually ended up saying like, hey, look, uh, you, can, you can take as long as you need to, to explain why we need to instill this tariff on, on incoming products. Um, and at, at this point is when he, he really started teaching less and less and became more of an advocate for peanut and crop rotation. Um, when asked if the peanut was his greatest work, he said no, uh, but it has been featured more than any of my other work. I'd be like, what? Yeah. I didn't invent peanuts, you moron. Yeah, yeah God, exactly. White people are so stupid. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that white people listening. Um, and, you know, maybe the white people in the room, too. Yeah. yeah no, he not, not so much about us. You're like, yeah, I love you guys. guys. <laughs> you invited me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but one time I did a spit take on Kelvin, and I still feel really bad about it. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. That I'm was... still mad about it now. I'm mad about it again. He forgot about it. Now he's mad about it again. <laughs> he never should have brought it up. He spit on me on a podcast. It was pretty... No, no, we were in we between podcasts. Yeah, yeah, in between we're, podcasts. Yeah. He spit on me on accident. <laughs> yes. It's pretty bad. High five. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody tell a joke and you like spit your you spit your water yeah. out or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like he all over me. Yeah. And unfortunately you were in the way of it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's not that he did it on you. You just happened to be in the way. Yeah. 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 It was not intentional. No. no. Uh, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. The problem with podcasts is nobody can see how I'm looking at you. Like, Right. right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking we might have to, to turn the webcam on. True story. We I, have to put I it in the webcam. Yeah. But I feel like webcams are for like the college, Calvin stare. I feel like yeah. webcams are for college girls trying to get through. <laughs> well, I mean You know what I mean, everybody? Yeah. Porn reference? No? <laughs> no. We have a black leather couch too, yeah. yeah. We do. <laughs> well, you do. I say we like I own this place. I don't. I'm just a guest. Per usual. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to wrap this up so we can keep yeah. it reasonable. All right. Uh so uh, during my research, uh, I found out, you know, George actually had some friends in high places. Uh, he actually uh, worked with uh, John Harvey Kellogg, who we talked about previously, mm-hmm. uh, about not wanting people beating their dicks. And yep. <laughs> so he, Did he create Kellogg's cornflakes? Yes, okay. as, right. as a means to keep people from beating their dicks. Well, here's the interesting thing. Like, if you get like syphilis or gonorrhea, it looks like cornflakes around your penis. I saw yeah. this in sex education classes. Uh, I'm wondering if that's where he got the idea for cornflakes. Yes. Just saying. Uh, think about that with, tomorrow morning at breakfast. He was breakfast. dealing with cornflakes. Cornflakes. Yeah. And he named them cornflakes. Right. So, who, who even eats cornflakes anymore? Anybody here? Anybody well, not without know? like 87. Dev is raising his hand. He eats cornflakes. He eats cornflakes. I eat cornflakes. <laughs> not, without, not without a lot. Because I, like I like my breakfasts bland like me. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, so George uh, would talk with uh, John Harvey Kellogg about food and health and nutrition because, um, you know, it was kind of a, it was a passion project for him. Was he right. from Michigan? Because uh, Kellogg's is head, headquartered in Michigan. So you're talking Carver? No, 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 no. Kellogg. Yeah. Uh, I th- think he was grew up in the I'll, Battle I'll have Creek area. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, he was also friends with uh, Henry Ford. Uh, during World War II, Carver helped Ford uh, find a peanut-based rubber replacement for cannon wheels. 
Of course. Well, why I, not? I thought you were going to go with condoms for a yeah. sex. Yeah. Was... Seems like a huge deal. Hey, hey, do you have that peanut? <laughs> yes, I do, girl. You know I never travel without peanuts. Right. I'm I know, safe. I know you want my nut. I play yeah. safe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. And I am done. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. To... I'm going to have to ask you, is that a peanut-based condom? Because I have an allergy. I have an allergy. <laughs> I can't. So, so do I. That's why I wear them. Yes. <laughs> Makes everything Jesus swell up. Christ. <laughs> we are all going to hell. George Washington Carver is rolling over in his grave. Probably unmarked. Uh, so... so uh, Carver was such a good friend with Ford uh, that Ford later on... But uh, Ford was not a great friend with Carver. Let's just remember right, that right, shit. Right, uh, But he, Ford did pay to have an elevator installed in the dorm that Carver was living in at the Tuskegee Institute. To get, his, enough, to get his servant to him faster. Hey, the yeah. origin of the phrase... That's mighty white of you. <laughs> yes. Mighty white of you, Ford. <laughs> uh, Carver also helped uh, Mahatma Gandhi uh, by giving him pointers on how to recover his strength in between hunger strikes and how to increase the nutrition of uh, developing nations. Let me guess. Wait, Ford did that or Carver did Carver that? Carver did that. No, okay, because yeah, he said Ford. Carver. Carver. Like, it I'm doesn't sorry, seem like Carver. Ford would do that. Peanuts? Yes. <laughs> totally unrelated. Pineapple. <laughs> no, surprisingly, ladies. Enough. And uh, oh, and Carver also uh, had turned down a six-figure job from Thomas Edison to come work for him at uh, yeah yeah hundred hundred thousand uh, dollars a year back then. Wow. Yeah. Really. That's yeah. a lot of money. Well, now, is it, did he offer him $100,000, or did he offer him the equivalent of $100,000 in today's world? Iffy. I don't know which. Yeah, I'd, it, I'd, I'd go, yeah, wow. What's with yeah. all these math questions, <laughs> man? Because skeptical Dave is skeptical. Yes. Have you not, Sounds normal. <laughs> Sounds um, normal Dave is skeptical. <laughs> right. So, so to wrap this up, uh, Carver. With, with our peanut condom. Yes. peanut condom. Carver not only just about the peanuts. Uh, he thought uh, weeds were actually nature's vegetables. Uh, he thought weeds were... Weed or weeds? Weeds. Uh, okay. Weeds. Right. Uh, I felt like Colorado not, just gave him a standing cannabis. ovation. Not cannabis. Okay. Why'd, you, why'd you think he got so upset? <laughs> yeah. Dude, have you seen peanuts? <laughs> I bet I could make a condom out of that shit. <laughs> no, no, dude. Paper and... Paint. <laughs> Telling you pain. <laughs> Fuck you, man. There's no way you can make pain out of that shit. Challenge accepted. Uh, made a bong he out was... of this peanut. I can do pain. <laughs> a peanut bong. Okay. We're going. Okay. All right. Let's yes. have finished. I'm done. Yes. I'm out. Can, All right. You're supposed to say, can I finish? Yes. <laughs> can, I, can I finish? Can I finish? Can, can I finish? <laughs> if hey, you hey, sit hey, backwards. Hey, hey George Washington Carver, <laughs> you're an awesome inventor. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he thought weeds were underdeveloped uh, potential food source for America. Uh, he was quoted as saying, there is no need for America to go hungry as long as nature provides weeds and wild vegetables. Um, at one time at a lunch, he actually made a wild greens salad uh, for uh, Henry Ford. Uh, it was made of wild onions, peppergrass, chickweed, wild lettuce, and rabbit tobacco, which I have absolutely no idea what rabbit I'm tobacco gonna is. I'm going to Google that. Yeah. I need to know. Um, I feel like now I'm looking at a painting of rabbits yeah. playing poker. Yes. Instead of like dogs playing <laughs> yes. poker, it's rabbits playing poker, and they're all- With cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, they're all- And in all these wild greens, he would uh, actually make uh, his students try them. And one former student was said- they tasted terrible, and if we didn't say they were good, he got mad at us. So he he was forcing his his uh, ideals on on his students, 
which is so his students were basically all his wife. Yes, like yeah. Oh, no, he yeah. was the wife. He was the wife, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, honey, this tastes delicious. Yes. Uh, no, the peanuts don't make your ass look fat. Yes. Uh, during uh, World War II, uh, because uh, European dyes were becoming harder to obtain, he developed 500 different shades of textile dyes from Alabama soils and other sources. Uh, he they has were all an amalgamation of black. Yes. Uh, he invented 120 different uses for sweet potato. Uh, wood filler, 73 types of dyes, rope, breakfast cereal, synthetic silk, uh, flour, which I think we still use sweet potato flour now uh, because people with with wheat belly can't handle. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's like coconut flour yes. and like all, all different kinds. Uh, yep. uh, synthetic rubber and uh, postage stamp glue, which I kind of found interesting. You'd think it would have tasted better. Yep. <laughs> like peanuts, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he was also elected to Britain's Society for Encouragement of Arts, Manufacture, and Commerce in 1916. Uh, he was the recipient of the Springarn Medal, uh, an NAACP award for outstanding achievement in 1923. Um, and uh, this this one I actually found uh, awesome because he uh, he was invited by Joseph Stalin to tour the Soviet Union. And superintend cotton fields in southern Russia. He in refused. Soviet Russia, cotton good for him. You. Yes, he refused. <laughs> he refused the the invitation to become the head of cotton fields. It's like what a slap in the I face. I know. After Joseph all, Joseph sounds like, hey, you black. Cotton. You know cotton, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so, I him. mean, yes, but fuck you. I mean, this is some <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, George Washington Carver. There's, you know, I Who? knew about 50% of that, and the other 50% I yeah. learned some yeah. stuff. So I, that's why I love uh, And actually, uh, one thing I did find out, uh, Washington was a name that he kind of took on for himself. Because um, later on, after serving with Booker T. Washington to honor him, he took on the middle name of Washington to honor Booker T. Washington. <laughs> to honor five Booker times. T. Yeah. Nice. That's Very really cool. cool. I didn't know yeah. that part. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was named. I thought it was named that. George yeah. Washington no. No. Carver. Yeah. Okay, he right. was. Uh, so he took on the the last name of his his owner when he well, was. Well, so he a was slave. he was Carver's George. Yeah. And then he decided he wanted to be called George Carver. Yeah. And then he and then he added the Washington. Yeah. Man. So yeah, a lot of identity crisis. <laughs> yes. I can't yes. even keep up with you, George, <laughs> or Carvers, or Washington, whatever your name is. Whatever your name is. So, yeah. So, George uh, George Washington Carver. He did some shit with peanuts. And and sweet potatoes. That would be my definition. In the, like, if, if I was doing, like, history lesson, George Washington Carver, he did some shit with peanuts. <laughs> yes. Well, All I mean, that was This that episode could have been much, much shorter. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You can't blame him because we interrupted him literally every three we minutes. Did. <laughs> I'm, I'm it could have been a whole lot shorter. I'm a fun, <laughs> I'm a fun host, terrible guest, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah, we no, I fun. think, uh, you know, when I was doing some research, it's like, okay, I know some of this, but like the extent of yeah. what he did, it's like, I didn't really learn all that, you know. All all I learned in school was like, oh, you did some shit with peanuts and, uh, and crop rotation. rotation. Yeah. Right, and then there, moving and along. <laughs> a lot of people thought he invented peanut butter too, because right. they don't. You don't get taught really anything right. more yeah. than that. It's and like, it, oh yeah, there was peanut butter involved. Oh, he invented peanut butter. Yeah. All right, and <laughs> yeah. so you, it, it's kind of one of those false things that you learn. And exactly, yep. it, it's good to have that dispelled. Yeah. Yep. 
So, uh, so yeah. So that's that's what I got. Excellent. Cool. So I, I loved think it. I think it's time to pop out the plugs. Uh, Dave. Uh, clearly, uh, everything and anything you need to know is out of podcastdetroit.com. Uh, we got a whole bunch of events coming out. We're going to be at Astronomicon. We're going to be at Great Lakes Comic Con. We're going to be at Fantasticon Toledo. Toledo. We'll be at Motor City Comic Con. All the cons, all the things, all the events. Our Facebook page, our website, our Twitters, Podcast Detroit. Awesome. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> Calvin. Okay, cool. Always here uh, with the seven point two tour. Not always here. It's been a year, right? Sometimes uh, here. Sometimes here uh, on a on a semi yearly basis. Uh, seven point two tours. Seven uh, two tours dot com. Uh, and uh, my my podcast, of course, is uh, leading questions with Calvin Moore. Uh, roundtable discussion every single week. We will uh, not be at the cons because if we were at the cons, our our discussions would be basically who's better. Batman or Superman. <laughs> and uh, anybody who said Batman would just be wrong. So, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All righty. Um, <laughs> Do you disagree with what? that? Which basically lays out every conversation Calvin has on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, Sing. Batman versus Superman again. It's like, it's like the old McNeil Lehrer Hour where the guy would be like, your opinion, your opinion, your opinion. Wrong! <laughs> All wrong. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, Snakeoilcomics.com. Com, uh, Snake Oil Comics Podcast. You can follow everything else at Podman underscore Big Dev on Twitter. Or is that? No, that's Instagram. That's Instagram. Underscore is Instagram. Instagram? No underscore Twitter. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, fuck Steve. I was waiting. I was going to ask how, how Steve doing. <laughs> Uh, apparently he's uh, he's back on the dating uh, the dating scene, huh? uh, keeping it local this time. Smart, smart. Move. <laughs> uh, try to get the local girls to say fuck Steve, <laughs> yes. or try to fuck Steve. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, shotofhistory dot com. You know, click some of those affiliate links. Give us your money. <laughs> It's your money. Yes. Um, also, we will be doing a live event uh, March 24th from yes. 2 to 6 p.m. at Old Shillelagh in downtown Detroit. Historic Old Shillelagh. It's one of the oldest bars uh, in the city. And we'll be doing live shows. We'll have free shot glasses if you yeah. come on down and you can watch us live, do shots with yeah. us. We'll have copies of our book. Um, this so year I'll have it together enough not to fuck up every recording. <laughs> <laughs> Were they fucked up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's why we're, we're going to have special guests. You didn't guests. press record. <laughs> no, no, no. Shit. I, re I re pressed record. I just didn't always have everyone's mic up or... <laughs> Lessons learned. Right. Yes. You know, it was right. our first live show. Well, yes. actually, technically our second, but it was the first that you were recording all I remember. It was like, face. hey, Calvin what, <laughs> yeah. do you, Calvin, what do you think? Huh? <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot, uh, but yeah. that's what I sounded like. Yes, yes. <laughs> True. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we'll be there on March 24th. Be sure to come down, even if you'd only stay for a little bit. It'll be worth it. It'll be super fun. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram, Stephanie underscore Menard. Um, I'm on Facebook. Or you can just go to my website, stephaniemenard.com, for most of your Stephanie Menard needs. And Which is M-A-N-A. -A. It's not like yes. make, it's and not it's save big money at Menard's. Right. Yeah. And it's S-T-E-F-A-N-I. So there you go. Yeah. 
I love Menards, uh, by the way. I think everybody loves Menards. Every guy, every guy loves his Menards. <laughs> I, I just, I just meant everybody in your family. No, yeah, everybody in your family. Yeah, yeah. All the Menards, we love all, all the Menards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, uh, Psychopath Three will finally be out at Astronomicon. I don't know if this is airing before or after that, so I'm just gonna go. No, it's probably gonna be after. It doesn't matter. I will also have it. Uh, well, Astronomicon is the 9th through the 11th of February. I'll have it at Bloodbash. This will um, definitely be after the that. 17th of February and. Hopefully, I have some left for Toledo, which is the first. Is it the first weekend of March? Second weekend. Second weekend yeah, of March. March tenth. March tenth and eleventh um, in Toledo. So, yeah, awesome. that's it. All right. So until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the Color Man, Big Dev. I'm just the random guy, Dave. And I'm the token black guy, <laughs> Calvin. But does my name matter if I'm the token? <laughs>